Justin, it's good to see you. Good to see you too, Jeff. I like uh, I like our new podcasting studio, the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah, exactly. Part Although it's the Batcave, I guess. Because, oh, that's because true. technically we dismantled. Did we dis? It got too powerful. We had to tear it down. We, we tore did. down the Sanctum, and we had to build it somewhere where it's safe for other people. Yeah, the energies if they leak out, you know, we got to keep them underground. It's people. like Fukushima. Yeah. Uh, but there's too much creative radioactivity uh, yeah. seeking out, uh, seeping out into the city from the sanctum. We had mm-hmm. to contain it down in sort of a granite prison. Yeah, and that's you know why we're down here in this box of lead. In this box of lead, um, doing the weekly Fantastic Four. I think that you did some great wordplay and, and visions with that stuff. So I've just stuck to that name for this. But I'm into it. I think that is there a rights <laughs> issue there? Is there? Are we? I mean, they put it on Chance the Rapper's hat in that movie. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Everybody go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse if you haven't seen it yet. I agree. Um, two massive thumbs up? If I wish I had more thumbs. <laughs> um, so here uh, we're Jeff and Justin from the Comics Place in Bellingham. And between uh, us, we have four thumbs. Mm-hmm. Uh where, uh, you know, every week we're going to talk about comics in our normal podcast, the Perfectly Acceptable Podcast. But right here, right now, the reason that you're here sitting next to us in this new podcasting studio. Made of lead. Lead, dimly lit podcasting studio. is so that you can get uh, a little sneak peek uh, into what we're excited about for this coming week of comics. December 19th, New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, December 19th. Here's, um, you know, a little twofer from each of us on the stuff that we're real pumped about. I'm really excited about Aquaman number 43. Looking at you, Trevor. Um, we've got a new creative team on Aquaman. Kelly Sue DeConnick is writing it. She hasn't done a ton of comic booking stuff lately. She was doing Bitch Planet, um, but she stepped. She put that one on the back burner to be doing a lot of Hollywood stuff. Uh, she's involved in a lot of stuff getting made into TV shows or movies, but she and Matt Fraction have both been sort of absent from the scene for the most part for the last couple of years. Yeah, like five years almost. Yeah, now. which is buck wild. So I'm excited to see her on Aquaman. Yeah, I'm curious. It seems totally out of left field to me. Like she's like, I'm not even going to do independent comics because I'm doing TV. And then she's like, well, I'll come back for a superhero book. Yeah, Aquaman. Yeah. Um, but I, I bet that they threw quite a bit of money at her, not to be a jaded skeptic, but they did throw a lot of money at somebody who does have quite a cult following within yeah. the comic book world. And she can probably bend it in like a pretty political bend. Which, yeah, yeah, and, you know, she like her, her books, like I, I think are – you know, she's known for being kind of a, a feminist writer, which I think is really awesome. Uh, and I think it's really awesome to see what that voice, if she chooses to use that voice, um, is going to do in an Aquaman context. Uh, we, yeah. And I know her and Bendis and Matt, like, they're, like, Bendis is very close and very well loved in the comics community. So I wonder if he pulled some strings too. Look, you got to get on this DC stuff. We're changing things. Yeah, I think Matt Fraction is going to be doing some DC thing in the future here. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think that... I, I know that, yeah, like you said, he and Matt are, like, best buddies. Yeah. So I, I, I'm i not terribly surprised to see that family name transitioning to the DC boat. Yeah, I, yeah, Bendis just seems to have kind of a... I've seen lots of photos online and stuff of people in the comics world love Bendis if they know Bendis. So. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, he does. I used the, to follow his Tumblr quite a bit. I could talk for a while about... Bendis, so I, I, uh, Matt Fraction and Kelly Sue DeConnick. Um, but yeah, Kelly Sue's gonna be writing Aquaman. I think that it's gonna be a really interesting story. 
I think she's got a great voice and a unique voice, and I, I love getting a, a unique voice in a mainstream comic character thing. And we got the movie coming out here next week, so it's gonna be. It's I think it's gonna be a topical, interesting thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm interesting to see the hubbub. Um, T- tell me about what's getting your your clam chowder. What's what's making the chowder? Tell me about what's going on in your seafood. All right. So my seafood this week is actually space food um, with the four defenders that are meeting to fight the space train guy. Space boys. Yeah, we got Doctor Strange. He's old. He might be dead, but who knows? But he's also kind of eternally young. Yeah. Salt and pepper prince on that guy. He is. But in this one, he's very old and he's oh, missing yeah. an eye. Um, so he's... Long hair. Yeah, he's all haggard and looking hermit-like as... Getting the getting the guys back together. Got it. And uh, I read all four issues, and while enjoying them separately of the four Defenders books, Silver Surfer, Hulk, Doctor Strange, and Namor. Namor. I, it's going to be – I'm curious to see how they're going to pull off this whole thing and make it cohesively tie into one issue. I'm um, really excited about it. I will be approaching it from a converse perspective, which is having read none of the preceding one-shots – how much can I enjoy this Defenders issue? Ooh, I like that. And uh, you'll find follow-up on that question on the podcast this week. Yeah, you will. Because uh, You bet your clam chowder you will. <laughs> but yeah, Justin's read all of them. He'll have the context. I won't. So I, I always like to see how well a book that is purportedly a number one actually does stand on its own. For sure. That's getting a new hot number one is my favorite moment. In have you liked all of those one-shots? Um, I've liked... There are parts I've liked about each one. I can't say that I loved them all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, can you rank them? I would say that Silver Surfer is probably my number one. I thought it was really unique and just like you could feel the char- the writer's love for the character. Number two would be Hulk. Three would be Doctor Strange and four would be Namor. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. In my personal opinion. Well, the, uh, at least half of those were ones that, yeah, you and Roman both liked quite a bit. So yeah. that's that's got a good, good record. Um is Al Ewing doing that one? Who's doing the single Defenders issue? I think issue? it might be Al Ewing, and I think that that's why I still feel a sustained sense of excitement about this whole thing. Because yeah. I like that guy a lot. I like you and comic books a lot. Oh, thank you, buddy. Well, let's Likewise. just hey, let's just sidestep it. Let's move it. You know, like let's get out of the uh, the meal car on this train. Let's go back to sort of the lounge car. Yeah, you know, where you've got a lot of comfy chairs and a comfy uh, comfy set of things. Tea, uh, definitely tea for sure. Um, and in that comfy car, I am going to talk about a book that we first mentioned very briefly in one of these preview podcasts. Um, Middle West number two comes out this week. Justin, did you read Middle West number one? I haven't had a chance. We to. sold out of it. Like, if if you're able to get number two, awesome. Uh, you should if you read number one because there are second prints of that one that we'll be getting in the store. But it was a pretty big hit. We really loved it at the store, but also it had a, a good amount of internet buzz. So we sold out of that, even having ordered a good number of them. So I would recommend everybody try to get their hands on Middle West number one. And if you did or are interested, you should come in and pick up number two. We will be getting second printings in of the first issue real quickly. Uh, just like awesome art awesome weird world that's not super explained um we love a good father-son fucked up relationship daddy issues so it's got that um but yeah it's i think my favorite instance of scotty young's writing 
to to this point. It's been the most interesting and has some really good emotional beats. And the art is gorgeous. And he's not doing the art. It's very pretty. Yeah, that book. It looks very, very, very good. Um, beautiful, and it, it seems like it's got something special in it. Yeah, I think it's got a little pocket of special in it. Yeah. So. Everyone really, I think that it's one of the most high caliber books coming out this coming week. And I can say that uh, with certainty, having read the first issue. So everyone really should put Middle West on their radar. It's an awesome book. I, th- I think there's something in it for everybody. So uh, if you listen to the podcast like four weeks ago, it was me, Clut, and Django talking about it. And we all really, really dug it. So everyone um, should listen to that. They should also, if you're listening to this, you should listen to Papcast. But uh, realistically, no one's listening to this and not perfectly acceptable podcast it's true um so then what's your 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 second pat pack of meat yeah my second bowl of soup oh thank you writing this four fantastic four bowls of soup metaphor <laughs> uh but we'll four write four fantastic <laughs> bowls of soup that are also comics <laughs> jeff and i can write a metaphor like a big metaphorical surfboard through space um but also we can write it like we write in a metaphorical batmobile oh and i'm very excited for this batman 61 uh i just realized or didn't realize i just read that tom king is doing like a series 10 one shots featuring a different character or story in each one and for whatever reason tom king is best for me the shorter his stuff is like i i think he can i totally agree my favorite issues are his one or two issue things i think he can get you in and get you out of a world really good and make you feel really good about it and leave you with some pondering. I love to be left pondering. I do too. Um, No, I I really, really agree with you and I actually didn't realize that until you just said it, but my least favorite part of his Batman run was the war and jokes of riddles, which is the only part of it that was clearly like a 10 or 12 issue thing. Um, I haven't read Sheriff of Babylon, but I really want to. Yeah, I, I I need to do that. But I, but anyway, yeah, his his Batman stuff has been better. The smaller issues that there are, uh, yeah, Mister Miracle was great. But yeah, I guess yeah, that too, Mister Miracle kind of in within the Batman run. The shorter it is, I he just really he can he has a bit ability to like hit it out of the park with a one shot. But even Swamp like one shot was his great. Batman Elmer Fudd issue or yeah. that Swamp Thing one one shot. Like you're totally right when. You, when he knows that he needs to do all of the work in one issue, he can pace that thing out really well and then make it sit on the ponder pot. Yeah, the ponder pot. Yeah, I, uh, you know, initially wasn't a huge fan of him until I read the Elmer Fudd one shot. And since then, it's been a a burgeoning love for for his lichichi. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited for this, this series of arcs and Batman in general has been very good lately. So I think he, he's, he's riding that, that surfboard into the soup universe. He is surfing on (laughs) chowder waves. They're almost so thick that, uh, he could walk on them. Yes, Uh, exactly. I'm glad you were able to put that. Apologies for the podcast that went up yesterday or just last week's episode. We talked about four Batman books even longer than we meant to. So thanks for bearing with us. I know it's Batman. Maybe you guys are tired of hearing about it, but we're not doing it just because it's easy. We're doing it because it is, particularly that Tom King run, is like the the best, for me, it's my favorite book coming out. So it's it's real good. And this issue, uh, 61, will put us one issue closer to the Mitch Garrett's uh, Professor Pig issue, which everyone should get. Yeah. Um, 
Well, then in classic Jeff Justin fashion, we got to sort of join hands, skip through the royal peppermint forest covered in uh, pastel dandelions, even though the sun cannot permeate the pine (laughs) trees down to the floor, but it seems to be almost like a a holy radiance from beneath our feet. We're going to do a a little joint pick. A juke joint. A juke joint (laughs) for us. And what is it? It's uh, claws in the crying snowman yeah which is very cute and very sad but you know sometimes you do get a rain cloud in the peppermint forest absolutely and you know what it's okay to feel sad ladies and gentlemen even for snowmen it's okay to feel and have a rain cloud uh because listen everybody feels those feelings and we're here to help you get out of those feelings but also to understand it's okay and you're all right just the way you are. Even if it's made of snow. Even if you're made of snow, you're all right. And thank goodness that there's a rain cloud if you're made of snow because the sun's only going to turn you into water. Yeah, that's true. And a rain cloud may kind of make you lose some weight. Maybe lose a little weight. You, know, you get your snow weight off. Um, this is the third one-shot in this class. It feels like it should be called uh, Klaus, but it is Claus with yeah, a K. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. We've had customers... Tell us we're wrong on both sides of that. But written by Grant Morrison, Dan Morris doing the art, same creative team that's done all of these. I love them. I think it's been just Django and I on the podcast each year that one has come out to talk about. So I'm very excited to have Ubisaurus Rex on there this week so that we can uh, just sort of turn Django into a living snowman himself with our opinions and, and say, we love, we love Klaus. I Yeah. I legitimately love this book. Uh, I think it's the most accessible Grant Morrison is, even though it like the pitch <laughs> is really strange. But and when he writes this book, I don't know. He's I forget that he's funny and he's very funny. And in Claws, I think he's usually funny and heartfelt. And I just think yeah, All Star Santa Claus is awesome. So I've enjoyed every every beat, every bit of Claws that there's been. So yeah, everyone, it, it's Christmas. This will be the final Wednesday before Christmas. Everybody should, uh, if you're looking to get a little bit in that Christmas mood, snag a copy of Claws and The Crying Snowman. And that's our, you know, four fantastic bowls of soup that we've got this week, plus a little uh, amuse-bouche appetizer <laughs> in the yeah. form of Claws. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to see everybody in the store this Wednesday. I hope that if you're listening to this from a non-Bellingham location that you find a comic shop on Wednesday and go uh, engage in the community and love that is always present in a comic shop. I love when Justin and I are dancing through that peppermint forest on a Wednesday together for a little bit of time that we overlap. I love eating soup with you in a dungeon. Oh, yeah. And being in a peppermint forest. I'm Justin. The The chowder is congealing because it's getting a little cold. So uh, I'm Jeff, and uh, we need to reheat this, baby. Again, I'm Justin, and we're going to reheat some soup. Re- reheat it. Uh, we'll see you guys on ep- the Wednesday, Episode 7, New Comic Book Sneak Peek, December 19th. I love you all. Bye. You're great. You're great. <laughs>